Welcome everyone, this is Sasha on Moving Mountains. Today's guest is internationally known for his creative and often humorous use of emotional freedom technique, also known as EFT. He is the author of the best-selling children's book, The Wizard's Wish, co-author of the bestseller, Freedom at Your Fingertips, and a featured expert in the film, The Tapping Solution. He has also been a presenter at a number of events, partnering alongside the likes of Jack Canfield, Dr. Joe Vitale, and Bob Doyle. Audiences hear him speak at various live events and internet radio talk shows. Presently, he has well over 700 videos on YouTube that have been viewed over 31 million times. He continues sharing his wisdom through social media and through being a contributor on Huffington Post. We are speaking of the one and only Brad Yates. Welcome to Moving Mountains, Brad. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. I came across your work back in 2012, and I followed it along the way, and you specialize in EFT. But before we dive into the EFT, you also happen to be an actor. So what made you become an actor before you transitioned into becoming an EFT practitioner? Yeah, you know, I think I was an actor from very early on. I remember doing uh, plays in school as far back as kindergarten, and then got did more of it in high school. Uh, I even won the the drama award my senior year of high school. And I, I don't remember if I originally intended to, to go into it, but by the end of my uh, senior year, when I was applying for college, I applied as a drama major. And, uh, and that was it. I went to, got my degree in drama. I studied acting in London, traveled around the world doing theater, and then uh, headed to Hollywood to be a movie star. And that's where uh, where I met a woman, fell in love, got married, and when our first child was on the way, realized it might be a good idea to have a backup career. <laughs> and that's when I got into personal development. I and I've always been fascinated with the power of the mind, and I trained to become a hypnotherapist. And uh, through that, found that that was really what I wanted to do, but. But still, you know, I, I say, well, I'm still an actor. I've just written, directed, produced, and starred in a thousand of my own very short films on YouTube. Is there a difference between hypnotherapy and EFT? They're, they're two different healing modalities. There are a lot of similarities. Both of them are ways of getting past the critical mind, the, the, the part of the mind that blocks new information, that is resistant to change. So with hypnosis, we go into a trance state where the mind is more relaxed and more open to suggestion. And with tapping, we're using this process of tapping these different acupuncture points, and that is a stress reduction process. And so that helps to calm down the resistance when we try to make those changes. So while they're you know, two different uh, modalities. They they do have similarities in terms of how we make change. 
So for those who come across EFT for the first time and they understand it's a healing modality, do you view healing to be a process or a destination? Because with EFT tapping, we would have to be embracing a consistent pattern and ritual to do it every day or do it regular enough to see the results. Yeah, and the results depend on what we're working on. Sometimes we get certain results very quickly. Uh, I've worked with folks with maybe uh, an upsetting memory from the past or a particular belief about something that causes them a lot of emotional discomfort when they think about it. And sometimes within a matter of minutes through tapping, we can shift that to where they feel fine thinking about that. And other issues are more complicated and have maybe more memories attached to them. And so there are certain issues that might might take months or even years um, to process. It keeps getting better. You know, there's, we generally see some sort of improvement and, and a more relaxed feeling. But in order to get it completely cleared, it might take some time. Can EFT be effective on those that are battling some form of addiction? Yeah, it's actually a really great tool for that. In fact, uh, early on, I was asked to be a teacher at Sacramento Drug Corp. And I would come in every Friday and teach a class to folks who were uh, in this court-mandated recovery program who were coming out of prison for drug-related offenses. And, you know, I like to use it within uh, in combination with 12 steps and other recovery programs. It's a great way of dealing with the upsetting beliefs and emotions that are behind addiction, that, uh, that the anxiety and, and the discomfort that, that drives the need to, to medicate oneself. It also helps to deal with the cravings uh, when they are happening, when somebody's in a in a place of I- emotional discomfort, so in that moment it's it's beneficial. But even outside of that, for dealing with the past memories and past programming that has led to uh, the addiction, it's great for clearing that stuff out as well. For someone who has sh- a shopping addiction, for example, and they're filling a void once that addiction is healed, does it make it easier for them to seek their higher purpose? Yeah. It, you know, that, uh, I think I have a video called Shopping for a Better Feeling or something like that. <laughs> and, you know, all of these addictions are, are ways of trying to comfort ourselves when we're not feeling good. And, and, and sometimes it comes from a, a fear of our higher purpose. There, there can be a part of us that might sometimes allow ourselves to entertain the thought of, hey, I could be here for a higher purpose. There might be something more that I'm meant to do. And based on our old programming, that may feel like a really scary thought or an overwhelming thought or a thought that we don't deserve, depending on what we've been taught. So there's a part of us that tries to run away from that. So dealing with the addiction, shopping or whatever the drug of choice might be, not only helps us calm down that urge so that we don't engage in that unhealthy behavior, but it also frees us up to see, hey, there's something better out there. It's not 
it's not just about getting rid of the harmful behavior. It's about opening ourselves up to possibilities for a life that we didn't even know was possible. Your Twitter reads just getting people to love themselves. Was there a part of you that you needed to work on to love yourself better? <laughs> I think it's an ongoing process for all of us. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, definitely. I mean, that that came from I just several years back I was working on something and just the thought popped into my head, you know, my real job is teaching people to love themselves more. That's, uh, you know, it's like Lucille Ball once said, you know, the, the, the first, the main key is learning to love yourself. You, you know, that's start from there and then other things follow. You've really got to love yourself in order to get anything done in this world. And it's such a, a profound thing because when we love ourselves more, we can then love other people more. And we have all these reasons inside why we couldn't or shouldn't. You know, I, I did this in the past or I do this or this person said this about myself that... Uh, that seems like I'm unworthy of love. And so those things are things to clear. And yeah, uh, along the way, there have been all kinds of things, uh, self-doubt that I had reasons for not thinking more highly of myself that I've been able to keep clearing. Your work also focuses on the theme of gratitude. And given the previous year, what were some of the challenges that people approached you with? Because when the world is going through significant shifts, some people need to be reminded, be grateful for what you have in front of you. Yeah. There's been uh, all kinds of things. Certainly there have been people dealing with loneliness from quarantine, people dealing with job and financial stress, and certainly a lot of uh, anxiety about getting sick. And so there were all kinds of things that coming up that tapping is so beneficial for helping us to move through those feelings, to process them. It's, it's not a matter of just saying, oh, there's a bad feeling, get rid of it, you know, sweep it under the rug, but allowing ourselves to address that. And I think that underneath, you know, I, I often talk about what I call the Michelangelo pro, uh, process and, or the Michelangelo principle. And Michelangelo said, the statues are already there, perfect, inside the marble. All I have to do is chip away what doesn't belong to reveal the masterpiece inside. And to me, that's how we are as humans. And so the true essence of who we are, that, that masterpiece, so I always use uh, the David, which is my favorite piece of art, is that, uh, that, that perfection, that joy and love and gratitude so, and those are the things that, that feel good, that feel right. So as we clear away the fear and, and the stress and guilt and shame and, and all of those other uncomfortable feelings, we naturally experience uh, that sense of joy and that sense of gratitude. And, and, and we don't have to try to be grateful because it's an obligation. Oh, you should be grateful. You should count your blessings as opposed to it's a natural inclination because it feels good. I've always thought about EFT, whether it's effective on young children, and you have also authored the book, The Wizard's Wish. Can you please share what inspired you to write it and also do your children practice EFT? <laughs> uh, 
Sometimes they tap. And my daughter uh, was, did a couple of a few videos with me, uh, both when she was nine years old and then a few more when she was 19. And the children's book happened, the, the idea for it really started when I was being interviewed for the film The Tapping Solution. And the conversation turned to tapping with kids. And I was talking about how when I'm working with adults, as we're clearing past issues and, and old limiting beliefs, these things all came from childhood, or at least most of them. And I was thinking, wow, you know, wouldn't it be great if we could teach tapping to kids and they could clear out some of those false beliefs, those misunderstandings that can limit a person's life for the rest of their lives, you know, and certainly for, for a long time to come. And, and what would be possible if we were clearing that stuff early on? And I thought, you know, a great way to do that would be a, a storybook, something that parents could read to their kids at night. And a, a friend had once given me the, the title, The EFT Wizard, and I love wizards, and I've got Harry Potter wands on a, on a plaque on my wall and <laughs> all this. So I just had this idea of using our fingers as wands, as magic wands to clear out these uncomfortable feelings, and that's how the Wizard's Wish evolved. But the EFT tapping points, do all of those points mimic the Chinese acupuncture? Yes, that's, that's where they came from. Uh, Dr. Roger Callahan, who created thought field therapy, which was then developed into emotional freedom techniques by, by Gary Craig. But uh, Dr. Callahan had been studying acupressure, and so each of the points that we tap are points on specific meridians, which are associated with different organs of the body, which are associated with different emotions. So Dr. Callahan originally would diagnose what the issue was that somebody was facing and then prescribe a, an algorithm of a couple of different points depending on those. And then Gary was one of his first students and said, well, you know, rather than trying to figure out which points to tap, why don't we're only using eight points along these different uh, major meridians. What if we just tap all of the points in a, from top to bottom and just sort of cover all the bases? It doesn't take much longer. And... Uh, so that's how EFT, emotional freedom techniques, evolved. But yeah, we're still the, the points that we're using are all based on acupuncture. And there are different points that are used by different practitioners and in, and in some similar modalities. Because acupuncture could be administered by another professional onto the patient, could EFT be administered the same way? Let's say an elderly patient could benefit from the energetic clearing, but they may not be in the, they might not be conscious or they might not be in the right mindset to perform it on themselves. Absolutely. It's, uh, <clears throat> most of the work that I do now is, is virtual by, by phone or, or Zoom, but, uh, and that's, long before the pandemic. That's been for years because my clientele was around the world. But there are definitely times where I have tapped on someone because they were physically incapable or too emotionally distraught to, to follow the process. I'm like, okay, relax here. I'll, I'll do this for you. Uh, and I know of other practitioners who do that. I, I know some practitioners who primarily do the tapping on the uh, on the patient. So, yeah, it can be done both ways. 
Now, speaking about the EFT topic, uh, how long does it take you to create one? Do you seek out the inspiration, or does it just naturally come to you where it's your gift? You're doing the automatic writing for your next yeah. video. I, I am a I am a channel for the uh, for the um, process. I I don't script anything. I have an idea for all of the videos, uh, and, and also working with clients. I, I get an idea of what we're going to tap on, and sometimes I may just have one word. Uh, maybe okay. Hey, you know, I should do a video on acceptance. What's it going to be about? I don't know. We'll find out. So <laughs> I'll just start saying. You know, even though I choose to be more accepting, and uh, and it's been said, you know, the work happens through us, not by us. And right. So that's for me with the tapping. I, as I'm tapping on myself, it helps me get clear, so that I'm more uh, a more clear channel for the work to come through me. So initially, when you pursued your EFT career, did your friends and family? have any concerns or questions of are you going down the right road? So you're going to tap on your face now. Okay. <laughs> you know, hey, after, after you've told your family, I'm going to be an actor, <laughs> you know, being, a, being a tapper really isn't, uh, isn't that much more um, disappointing. <laughs> no, I, I, I think, as I recall, folks were, were pretty uh, accepting and encouraging. We talked about tapping in a healing sense. Now, you have a YouTube channel which has been viewed at least 31 million times, mm-hmm. and you have about 172,000 subscribers and growing. When you're working on your YouTube videos, how often do you pay attention to the comments? Because there are a lot of positive comments there where people are not only blessing you, thanking you, and sharing their results. I, I actually check comments. I, I, unfortunately, I'm not able to see them all, but I do check comments on a, on a pretty regular basis. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's nice to get the, the kudos. It's nice to get validation to remind me, to, to reassure me that I'm, I'm on the right path, I'm, I'm doing the right thing. Uh, I like to check and see if there are questions and, and try to help folks if... if there's something, you know, I'll get a comment about, hey, you know, can I do this? Or do you have a video on this? So I try to answer questions where I can. And, yeah, admittedly, I, 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 like, <laughs> I like hearing that I'm, that I'm doing good work in the world. It's, uh, it's, it's reassuring. But you also do good work at live events and teleseminars. What does a typical live event hosted by you look like? Oh, Sasha, a live event? What is that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> so long. It's been time. <laughs> it's uh, actually it'll be, it'll be a uh, coming up in a week. It'll be a year since the last live tapping event that I did, um, which is heartbreaking. I have to tap on that. Um, you know, I, I can't wait to be able to ba- be back in a room. It's. I mean, it's similar to to when I do a teleclass, either by phone or or by Zoom, in 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 that there's that group energy. But to have a group of people in the room together, and uh, and feeling each other's energy in a more profound way, you know, everything's energy. So even when we're on opposite sides of the world, we're still connected. We're all part of the same whole. But it's definitely much more tangible when we're sharing um, physical space. 
So, and and also as a as a recovering actor, and, and you know a lot of the work I did was stage work. Being uh, having a live audience like that is is very uh, very fulfilling, very enjoyable. Are there any new projects coming up for this year? Always. <laughs> Always something new. I was talking with a friend of mine recently. Uh, she's also an EFT practitioner, uh, and she's in England. And something had come up, and, and we decided, hey, let's, let's uh, talk about this. And then as we were talking, it just came up about male and female energy and conflicts and things like that. And we decided, hey, Let's do a let's do a YouTube live where we have a conversation about male and female energy and things and, and do tapping around that. And that's how these things just sort of evolve. Sometimes is there'll just be an idea of hey, what uh, what what troubles people? What what are people dealing with either now or have been dealing with for a long time? And how can tapping help with that? So whether it's just an idea for one of my YouTube videos, and I have a long list. I mean, I have I have over a thousand videos on there now, and I've probably used only maybe half of the ideas that I've written down over the years. So oh, there's wow. always always something new, and you know, I'll write down some ideas, and then I go to look at them, and I'll go, yeah, maybe not. maybe that doesn't inspire me right now. So I see what uh, what I feel moved to to do. So sometimes it'll become a YouTube video. Sometimes it'll become a, a, a live presentation, a program, uh, uh, a joint a joint venture with some other practitioner. Yeah, there's uh, you, that's the fun of it is is finding new ways to be of service. It's wonderful to find the right means for collaboration. You touch upon learning what troubles people and helping them address it. Through EFT tapping, are there any significant phobias that you've helped clients overcome? Yeah, it's it's really cool to see the shift, whether it's you know feeling uncomfortable about, uh, well, for instance, uh, flying phobia. I was just uh, I, I was doing an interview with a friend of mine in Italy the other day, and she was commenting on how uh, she, I had helped her years, uh, some years earlier, overcome a fear of flying. And that that's one of the ones that for me has been beneficial because uh, just before I, shortly before I learned EFT, I'd had a very bad flight that uh, resulted in a long-term flying phobia that uh, I was very happy to resolve. <laughs> And because humans have furry pets, this is just a general question because when I started out with my type of healing that I do out there, the question was, if it works on humans, does it work on pets? Yeah, and I know of practitioners who do a lot of work with pets. I I haven't done a whole lot myself except with uh, with our uh, with our pets uh, occasionally. Not necessarily. Sometimes doing a little bit of. T- I used to tap on our on our German Shepherd, but also just holding my hand over uh, certain areas and just sending healing energy. And as we start to wrap things up, you also co-authored Freedom at Your Fingertips. Will there be a follow-up book to that? Oh, I don't know. It's been <laughs> we wrote that so long ago, uh, and I haven't been in touch with. Uh, I've been. Some of the authors are friends of mine who I occasionally am in touch with, but um, 
I don't know. There's there's quite a few more books on EFT since uh, since we wrote that one. It's always possible. <laughs> and speaking of Valentine's Day coming up, for audiences who don't know, Brad covers almost every topic out there. So if you do go to his YouTube channel, you will find a video from 2009 that helps you elevate your self-love, but also attract love. You're welcome to share, Brad, uh, the latest projects coming out and where people can find you. Uh, The easiest way to find me is at my website, tapwithbrad.com, and that'll have links to every other place where I have various resources. Uh, you can find me on social media at Tap with Brad at YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all kinds of stuff out there. I want to thank you for the wonderful work that you're doing. And for anyone who's starting out with EFT, they can even begin with the shorter videos, which are four, three to five minutes long, and then work their way up. Is there any video of yours that you've created that you recommend people to check it out? Uh, you know, one of the ones that's, that, that is the favorite for a lot of people is one called Amazing Day, uh, which was sort of a, a, an upgrade. My, my first video that I made when YouTube was very new, and I thought, hey, I should have a tapping video that people could use to start their day, and I'll call it Tap of the Morning. And, uh, and that was all I ever intended to do. I had no intention of building this, this library on YouTube. Uh, but over time, more and more ideas came up. And, and so then I thought, okay, Tap of the Morning was to have a good day, how about if I create one to have an amazing day? So if, you know, tapping is a great healing process in terms of clearing out stress and other uh, uncomfortable emotions. However, it can also be used to enhance how we're feeling. So even if we're not feeling, oh, I'm, you know, I can only use tapping if, uh, if I'm feeling bad in order to help me feel better. But even if you're feeling good, nothing's so good that it can't get better. So you may say, oh, I'm going to have a good day, but I want to have an amazing day. And so I have a number of more positively focused videos like that that uh, you can use and, and just allow yourself to up-level how you're feeling. I love how much positivity that you deliver through your work. Brad, I want to thank you for educating us and joining us on Moving Mountains today. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on.